Happy Sabbath, church family. So good to see you today. I want to just thank uh, the Raj brothers. That <laughs> uh, was beautiful. Thank you so much. That's beautiful. Uh, so good to see you, brother Raj. I haven't seen you since you're back. And we've been praying for you. All right. Praying for you. I want to welcome those who are visiting with us today, all of our members and friends, and those who are visiting us online as well. Thank you for joining us this, this morning. Um, just want to say to the church family that we have, we have been blessed as a church, especially with the people that God has brought together here. I wanted to share that since I've been here, I've, I've watched your board make some, some serious decisions. And, and these are people who are filled with faith. Praise God. And I do see our church moving in a good direction. Just note that uh, during this month, uh, our church leadership body will be meeting together um, when it comes to evangelism. And I just ask that you just be praying uh, for our church because we want to make a serious impact in this community. Amen? Amen? And so we'll be gathering together and we'll be talking about it and we're, we're simply asking God to guide and bless us. Today, we continue our journey in studying what it means to be a true disciple. Remember, Christianity today that word is so commonplace. It means so much, but at the same time, it doesn't carry the weight of being a disciple. There's a huge difference there. Sure enough, many will say, I'm a Christian. But how much will say, I'm a disciple of Jesus Christ? Being a disciple is being involved in a very serious enterprise. Being a disciple does not include or involve sitting on the fence. There were many Christians who lived in the city called Laodicea, but not many disciples, very few. And so today, we continue the journey. We have looked at uh, a number of this, the fruit of the Spirit in the past. Today, we will focus on peace. What did I say? Peace. So I invite you to bow your heads with me 
let's ask the Lord's blessing. Father, thank you so much. We're here in your sanctuary. On this, your holy Sabbath day. We have come, Father, to worship you. You have, you have listened to our singing. You have heard our prayers. Father, you see how much we adore you and how much we appreciate you. And now, Father, we believe you have a message for each and every one of us today. I just ask, Father, that you would speak to our hearts. May something that is said today, Father, bring about a transformation. Yes, Father, we look for your word to always edify, but I pray that it will change hearts today. I commit all that I am in your hands, and I ask, Father, that you'll speak through me and to me. And we look forward to your blessing in Jesus' name. Amen. Turn with me to Galatians 5, verse 22. Galatians 5, verse what? That's our key text today. Galatians 5, verse 22. Are you with me? Yes. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. Today we will focus on that word, peace. What comes to your mind when you think of that word, peace? Let me hear some thoughts. What comes to your mind? Calm. I love that. What else? Say that again. War. Okay, the opposite. War. Okay, good. And I did hear someone here. Okay. There are many people in our world today who are striving for peace. They wish they had peace. In the families, of course, there are many families who have no peace. There's conflict, separation, constant fighting and quarreling within the families. In fact, you think about in our world today, uh, there are wars. When you think about what's happening uh, in Ukraine and Russia today, you see how needed peace is. Some people, when they think of peace, one man said, do not let the behavior of others destroy your inner peace. Another man said, peace is freedom or liberty, in tranquility. And then a past president, Ronald Reagan, said, peace is not the absence of conflict. It is the ability to handle conflict by peaceful means. Mm 
I like that because when we think of peace in a world with a worldview, we generally think of peace as the absence of war or absence of conflict. But when it comes to the Bible, biblical peace is much more. And that's what I want to get into today. What does it mean to the believer to have the peace of God? First thing I want to say is when it comes to having, the, having biblical peace, it's far more. It's much more. Let me hear you say that. It's much more than worldly peace. Let me ask you. When last have we lived in this world without the presence of wars, rumors of wars, financial struggles, racial conflicts, with, with crime and violence? It is with us, isn't it? And it will always be with us in this sinful world. But many people want peace. We desire it. We want to live with it 24-7. But how do we get it? How do we actually live it? What does the Bible say? Biblical peace is not worldly peace. It is much more. Are you with me? The Bible says, you can turn with me. We're going to look at, let's look at uh, what the Bible says first in regards to worldly peace. Isaiah 48, verse 22. You can turn there with me. Isaiah 48, verse 22. There is no peace for the wicked. <laughs> there is what? No peace for the wicked. For the unbeliever, there is no peace. They might come to church and look peaceful. All right? Happy Sabbath. How are you doing? But truth be told, behind all of that, there's a massive conflict going on. There's a deep distress that's happening. Only if you could know what's happening. But you see, the world know how, know how very well to disguise what's happening behind the door. But God says, listen, the unbeliever will never experience what true peace is when it comes to God. They'll never experience it. They'll do all kinds of things. They'll be wrapped up in trying to get money and much of it so they could get peace. But the more money you have is the less peace you gain. Jesus made a statement in John 14, verse 27. He says, peace I leave with you. We're going to talk about that in a bit. But listen to what he says. My peace I give unto you, not as the world gives. You see the difference? In other words, he has a peace that he gives to people. They reject him, they reject it. Sure enough, many does. 
But he says, listen, the peace I give is completely different from what the world gives. Look at what the world says. The world says, listen, go to school, which is good. Get a career, which is good. Live out that career. Earn as much as you can, and then retire. Right? In other words, the world looks to retirement as a peaceful time, but it's not. Anybody here retired? Oh, we got some retirees here, yeah? God bless you. Um, but sure enough, your story is no different from the unretired. We all struggle with conflicts. We all struggle with so many irritations whether it's loneliness, whether it's issues with other people, whether it's issues with the government, you name it, conflict is here, but the, when the world gives peace, its kind of peace can't be compared to the peace that Jesus gives. When Jesus comes into the life, he makes a difference. And what is that difference? Let's look at this together. In the New Testament, especially Galatians 5, verse 22, the Greek word there is a Greek, Irene. It's like anyone here name, has the name Irene? Ah, okay. No? But I tell you what, that word is similar to the word peace in the Bible, in the Greek language. Listen to what it means. I love this. It's a state... of tranquility, knowing that God is our salvation. And so fearing nothing from God and content with its earthly lot of whatever sort it is. In other words, true peace give us um, an amazing is an amazing relationship with God and with man and the things of this earth. Hallelujah. It's a relationship with all three. With God, with man, and with the things of this earth. It's a contentment with all. And the reason why this is so powerful is because we were all born in this world as enemies of God. Bible says that. In other words, because we are born in sin and shapen in iniquity, it means that the holy God who created this universe is against us. We are enemies of heaven without God. That's our state. So we were, we were born in a state of war against heaven. Can you imagine that? So yes, so yes, think about it. You might have limited trouble in this life. You might have everything set up for you right now. Where you, you don't have to ask anyone for everything, anything. You have it. And there's, there's no major war right now in this land. And so you feel you might be at peace, but if you don't know God, 
you are actually in a warfare. We were born in this world as enemies of the Most High. You know what God is saving us from? God is actively in this world saving people from himself. That's what he's doing. Because he, he cannot live with sin in this world for eternity. Are you with me? At some point, God will remove sin forever. He will. He moved sin out of heaven, didn't he? He kicked out the enemy and his imps. The day is coming when there will be no more sin. Hallelujah. No more crime. No more war. No more sickness. No more, no more arms and dangers. No more people just cursing us out. You, you hear what I'm saying? The day will be, will be upon this universe when God will remove all of that. The question is, what will we do with our enmity with God? Are we going to live with it? Are you with me? Are we going to try to, to, to wait, until, wait until we get all that we want in this world to turn to him? No, 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 friends. The time is now to make it right with God. And so that's the first thing I want you to know about the peace in the Bible. It's about our relationship with God, our relationship with man, and our relationship with the, with the things that God has made. And if we're content with all three, then we have biblical peace. All right? We have biblical peace. Well, the next thing I want to share with you is this. That Jesus made peace. And he gives us peace. He made peace with God for us. And he does what? He gives us peace. In other words, you cannot find peace, and I said it earlier, in the things of this world. The devil knows how to attract people to himself. But let's look at the Bible. Jesus said this. In the, uh, go to Romans 5, verse 1. If you're looking for peace, Let's go here. Romans 5 verse 1. Turn with me there. Romans 5 and verse 1. Bible says, Therefore, having been what? Justified by? We have peace with God. Through our Lord. So how, how does the enemy of heaven gain peace? I mean godly peace. How do they do this? It means that they have to, they have to look internal. We are enemies of God. We are sinful creatures. 
But Jesus Christ did something. He did something for mankind. And it's, it's, the, it's so amazing. Why would God give his own life so that, so that his enemies, his enemies can be blessed by his sacrifice? You know, when Jesus hung on the cross, Jesus was not thinking. He was not thinking that, hey, listen, I'm just going to be there for a few days, all right? Say, so it won't be nothing, you know? Uh, you know, and after, after a few days, I'll come back to life, and everything will be fine. No, when he hung on the cross, he was accepting what we should have received. The fact is, because we are enemies, we deserve eternal what? Death. That's what we deserve. So the only way Jesus could pay for that is if he took that upon himself. Come on, y'all. I want to jump, I want to dance, I want to do all kinds of stuff. <laughs> because of what Jesus has done, think about it. He hung on the cross there. He's thinking. He's thinking about his future. He's thinking about it. And he knows that the wages of sin is death. And he's, 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 he's hanging there with our punishment. And he chose in that moment to say, I'd rather give up my life, Father. I'd rather give it up and have my life, my eternal life, be transferred to anyone who believes. course that point came he said father forgive them they know not what they do and in that moment he surrendered all and he paid the sinner's debt wow I'm forgiven today elder I have eternal life today all because of what my Jesus has done for me. And to many it might sound as foolishness, but to me, it's the power of God. It's the best thing that could ever happen to me. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And I praise him today for what he has done for me on the cross. Because now I have hope. Now I know that I won't live in this world forever with wars and you name it, and death. Now I know I have a hope of eternal peace. Living in an existence where none of that will be present. Oh, Jesus, you are amazing. The Bible says, uh, having been justified by faith, meaning even though I'm a sinner, by accepting Jesus Christ's righteousness, when God looks upon Sean Harris, you know who, who he sees, whose character he sees? He sees Jesus. Jesus' righteousness. Not mine. Praise God. And I'm justified 
because of my faith in Jesus. And so because of that, y'all, I don't have to worry about my future. Are you with me? Because even if I should die before Jesus comes back to this planet Earth, he has promised me, he has guaranteed me a resurrection. Are you with me? To spend a life with him for the rest of eternity. When people reject Jesus, they don't know fully what they're rejecting. Because when you lie in the grave and you don't have Jesus, you don't have nothing. You can't spend your money. Are you with me? You can't go on any more vacations. You can't watch the cowboys anymore. You're done. Not just for that moment, but for eternity. I have peace with God because of what Jesus has done for me. So now, I'm not God's enemy. Right? I'm now his friend. Amen? And that's why Biblical peace is so much more than what the world offers as peace. If you don't have Jesus, you don't have peace. But anyway, let's read some more. We can read some more here. Um, John 14, let's go back to John 14. John 14, verse 27, we were in, right? Look at this. Look at this. In verse 27. Now, this is, where, this is where Jesus was spending his last moments with his disciples. And he's telling them these things before he left. So this is very critical for all disciples of Jesus. Jesus then said, um, uh, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. And then he said, let not your heart be what? Neither let it be. Do we have anyone here today watching whose heart are troubled? What is troubling your heart today? Is it sickness? Is it a problem in the family? Is it loneliness? Is it lack of resources? Is it with a problem with an individual in the workplace? What is it that's troubling your heart today? The Bible says when you have Jesus, there's no need to what? No need to worry. There's no need to have a, a troubled heart. Because guess what? Anything happens to us, it's what he allows. Isn't that amazing? And if he allows it, that means he has a plan. He can control that event. All right? And so, therefore, the Bible is saying, listen, uh, the, the peace that Jesus gives, it's so powerful, it can quiet the heart that's anxious. It can bring contentment. So that whatever you have, you know it comes from God, and that's all you need. You follow me? Therefore, we don't, go, we don't go into the world digging and pushing for more and more and more. That's not God's plan. 
God's plan is to be calm and to accept that he has blessed us with. Wow. I like, I like what one author said. They said, can you imagine the captain of a ship driven about by rough winds and desiring to drop anchor to get some calm? But rather than drop the anchor in the sea, they place the anchor at different parts on the ship. Makes no sense, right? They place the anchor at the back, at the front, at the side, but when the wind, when the wind blew as hard as it could, it still messed up the ship. It still changed its direction. But when the moment came and they took the anchor and they tossed it over, guess what happened? Into the sea. That's when they gained some stability. Are you with me? God is saying, the only place you can find true peace is if you throw all you have by faith on him. Are you with me? That's what God is saying. The final thing is, final thing is, how do we cultivate this peace from God? How do we actually do it? I love what Paul said in Ephesians 6 and verse 15. I, I, I never, this, this was revealing to me. Um, but when you look at Ephesians 6 verse 15, where Paul is speaking about the armor of God. Have you ever saw peace as a weapon? As you, have, have you ever looked at it in terms of an armor? Right? But it's an armor of God. Paul is saying in this world, we will have war with spiritual things. Principalities and you name it. Right? Out there to get us. But he said, put on these armors. So you can protect yourself. And one of the armor that he said to put on is the gospel of peace. Come on. Look at it. Ephesians 1. 6 and verse. And verse 15. It says. And your feet shod with the what? Preparation of the gospel of? The word gospel there is simply good news. That's the meaning for the word good news. It's saying peace is a good news for God's people. And you can have it. You can cultivate it. But it's an armor. All right? How do we cultivate God's peace? Um, good news that Jesus is sharing with the world today is what he has done for humanity. And when a, peop, when a person accepts Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, as the one who has blessed them with his righteousness so that they're forgiven and they're passed 
the past are all forgiven. Can you imagine? Everything is forgiven when we come to Jesus and surrender to him. We don't have to worry if he's going to forgive us or not. His word is for real. No matter what you have done and you think he will never forgive you, he will forgive you. You can have peace with God. I can have peace with God today if I come to him and say, Lord, forgive me of all my sins. If we confess our sins, he's what? Faithful and just. That's Bible. That's God's word. He's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all. God is ready to clean up our lives. And I tell you what, the moment a person comes to him in that fashion and say, God, I confess all my sins to you. He forgives you and that gives the person peace. It's so wonderful to know that you can be in a relationship with God whereby you have peace with him. Isn't that wonderful, friends? Right now, you can have peace with God. It's a beautiful thing. So how do we cultivate it? The first, we got to go to God. And we got to surrender all our lives to him. And when we do that, he gives us peace. There's somebody here today, maybe somebody watching, that needs to make it right with God right now. I don't know what's in our life. I know what's in my life. I don't know what's in your life. I don't know what is causing a conflict with you and God. But if you're here today, God wants you to hear this message. And God is saying, I'm, I'm ready right now. I can't force my hand and force you to confess. But if you're willing to extend belief in me, I will forgive you. And I will make our relationship right. I will reset it. You won't have anything to worry about when it comes to me. I will be there for you. That's what he's saying today. And if you're here today and this message is for you, pointing to you, saying that you need to make it right with God, I'm here to help you. Many of our members here today and friends, we're all here to help each other. October 22nd, we will have a baptism here. Pray to God for it. And maybe there's somebody here who needs to be baptized. If God speaks to your heart, you can speak to me after the service. I'd be happy to work with you and to prepare you for that baptism. We got to make it right with God. Then second, Philippians 4 verse 6 says this, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with what? Thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to? I mean, you're making requests to creditors. You're making requests to bankers. Why not make a request to God? Amen? I mean, uh, uh, with thanksgiving, let your request be known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses what? All 
all understanding, with God, your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. There are some people here today, maybe all of us today, I hope it's all of us, who desire our minds to be guarded by the Heavenly Father. You can have peace with God today. I can have peace with God today. We all can. A peace that surpasses all understanding. So regardless of what's happening in your home, you can have peace. Regardless of what's happening at your workplace, you can have peace. You, you can have all kinds of turmoil like Jesus, remember, in the boat? With his disciples. And all, when the storm raged around them, they were so, so, so scared. When they come to him, Jesus said, listen, peace. And everything went calm, right? Jesus can do that for your life today. Why don't you accept him and give him a chance? This says if you pray, if you pray to Jesus and ask him for his peace, he'll give it to you. He'll give it to you. But if you don't, it means that you are totally satisfied with the peace that the world gives and you don't see the value that comes from the peace of Jesus. Are you with me? My prayer is that you give Jesus a chance today. Give him a chance. Let him exercise peace in your marriage. Are you hearing me? Let him exercise peace with your relationship with your kids. Give Jesus a chance. Struggling with finances? Ask Jesus to help you with that and give you peace in your finances. Struggling in the classroom? Wondering if you'll ever pass? Hey, ask him for peace, right? But that doesn't mean you... That doesn't mean you still don't have to study. Are you with me? You still have to study. But God is so amazing. He gives us peace. I love, lastly, we finish with this. I love what Psalms 119 says. Psalm 119. So we must accept Jesus as our personal Savior. We must talk to him and ask him for his peace because the peace comes from him. But finally, Psalm 119, verse 165 says, Great peace have those who love your law. Nothing can make them stumble. So in other words, if you want God's peace, not only exercise belief in him, but you've got to act. Are you with me? If you really want to experience what God says is true peace, then listen, you, you can't throw away the Sabbath. It's a part of his law, right? Great peace have those who love your law. Do you love God's law? You know, it's very interesting when you, when you think about God's law. It, 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 it shares with humanity his character, how much he loves humanity. I mean, I mean, 
when people call Seventh-day Adventists Christians legalists, they don't know what they're saying. That's one of the biggest lies that have, that have come into this world. Seventh-day Adventist Christians, we believe we're the, we're the remnant church today simply because we have faith in Jesus and we keep his commandments. Jesus said, if you love me, do what? So how can we not do it? So if you don't keep God's commandments, you won't have peace. If you know it, if you know that this is in the Bible, this is God's word, and you choose not to apply it to your life, then what you're doing, you're opening up the way for wars. You're opening up the way for all kinds of problems. You're inviting all kinds of distress whenever you push away God's law. God's law is eternal. He hasn't changed it. It's his law, right? And it was made, it was given to humanity for our good. That's why the moment we start to tell lies, we start to invite problems in our lives. Are you with me? The moment we start to commit adultery and fornication, we're just, we're just opening up the way for the enemy to do massive destruction in our lives. I mean, the moment we start to look at what the world have and we go after it instead of going after God and we commit the act of covetousness, we're inviting problems in our lives. Do not neglect the law of God. It's for our good, and it's good for our families. It's good for all relationships that we have when we keep it. We're not keeping it in order to be saved. Are you with me? No, we don't keep the law in order to be saved or to gain favor from God. We're already saved. We already have favor with him. So, let, so that's why we keep it. Because we love him. And we have these things already through our relationship with him. So that's why we keep it. So great peace of those who love your law. Keep the law of God. No matter what your friends tell you. They tell you to steal and follow them. Don't follow them. Law says don't steal. Are you with me? They tell you to go work on the Sabbath, to study on the Sabbath. Leave that alone. I don't have to follow you, all right? I'll follow Jesus. Did Jesus steal? Absolutely not. Did he keep the Sabbath day holy, the seventh day Sabbath holy? Yes, he did. I love this song. What a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and what? Griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry. Everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often what? Forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. 
all because we do not carry. I'll close with a little story. At night, as a little boy, they were all sleeping at nights. There were always noise I could hear late in the night that would wake me up sometimes on the outside. Sometimes I felt as if someone was trying to come in through the door. And I would lay there in the bed feeling so insecure. I was restless, right? And I, I was tense. But you know what would happen at times? I would hear, I would see the light turn on in the darkness. And I would think, man, what is going on? But then I would hear a certain certain walk. And I knew exactly there's only one person that walks like that. And that was my dad. You all hear me? And once I hear those footsteps, every single experience I was having just evaporated. Just went away. Because I knew he was there, and he's in control. I don't know what's happening in your world today, but you might feel restless about some things. I wonder if you hear the footsteps of Jesus right now, saying to you, I can make it right if you give me a chance. Question is, is there anyone here in the sanctuary or anyone watching online who would like to say, Jesus, give me your peace? I don't know who you are, but I'm going to invite you to raise your hands. Jesus, I need your peace. Praise God. Praise God. You may put them down. Folks, I couldn't see your hands on, online there, but I do want to say also if there's someone here today would like to give their hearts to Jesus. I'm going to ask you, as we pray, to do that. To do that during the prayer. Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I accept you now as Lord and Savior of my life. And give me your peace. And then follow that up by touching bases with me. Let me help you on the road to baptism so that you can follow Jesus as he wants you to follow him. Stand with me together. Let's pray. Our Father in heaven, fruit of the Spirit is obvious, Father. It, it, is, it is the produce of the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. It's what can, that can happen in our lives when we accept you. 
And so, Father, you saw the hands, and of course, you know the hearts. You know the troubles in our lives. We ask today that you'll give us your peace. We thank you for Jesus. We accept him fully in our lives today. We recommit our lives today to him because he is our peace. He is the prince of peace. And so, Father, give us Jesus. Forgive us of where we have gone wrong. Forgive us of our sins. Forgive us, Father, of all of our actions that's completely against you and your will. Give us a new start with you today, along with your peace. I pray that you come into our homes and that you help us in our marriages, that you help us with our relationships with others. I pray, Lord Jesus, that no matter what may come our way, that you'll keep us in total confidence in you. Bless this church, every home. Be with those who are who are considering baptism right now. Speak to their heart. Let them know the importance of being baptized and coming into a forever relationship with you. And I pray, Lord Jesus, that you would lead this church, all of our members and friends, in such a way that whoever we come in contact with, they will sense your peace. Father, when, when we're struggling with relationships, help us to be calm and to be peaceful. With all the wars and, and the rumors of wars that's going on, even in our day today, help us to remain faithful and peaceful. Thank you so much for blessing us today. Thank you for your word. May you go with us now. And forevermore we pray in Jesus' name.